Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Small Business Survival Conversations. I'm Michael Troyer, and I'm here with my colleague, Anna Steinfest. Hi, Anna. Hello, everyone. Our topic today is three ways to improve your ability to influence others. If you're selling, if you're just trying to convince them of an idea, here's some thoughts to help you do that. Well, all small business owners sell all the time, Michael. And we present every single time, even if you go to the bank asking for money or to our customers or anywhere we have to be in this sales mode or more of the influence. How do they buy our product or service? So that's why we put together a list, how you can improve your selling skills. And, and I'm going to broaden that to say, when you come back in the door and you just made that big sale, but you've got an employee who has, still doesn't understand what you mean by quality, you've got to have the ability to influence their behavior too, to get them to look more carefully at what they're doing. So it goes all through your life. That's a Absolutely. Small yes, I forgot about that. And even your family, you know, because you're in business for yourself and you have to still convince them that your choice is correct. So you're absolutely correct. We are trying, we are doing this, not trying. We are doing it all the time. But how do you enhance that skill set? All right, let's go to number one then. The number one idea we want to show you is that you may you need to make this this effort of influence about their need, not about what you're trying to offer or do. So you don't want to always focus on them. And the first thing I'd have to say, you have to listen and observe a little bit to, to see where you're not having influence, to understand why you're not getting that sales to close. You need to uh, you need to ask questions as a part of that. If you're having trouble getting that employee to, to, to be motivated, you need to do some more listening and observing and asking to understand better. But the point is to always make it about them, not about you. So, Anna, I need you to to uh, to not make mistakes on that, that fiberglass sheet I have you preparing for my customer. But I don't want to say it's, you're hurting me in my business. I want to say you will be a stronger employee and you'll be, I think, preparing yourself to motivate other employees if you can find a way to catch your own mistakes. Can you do that? Yes, Michael, you're absolutely correct. When you're starting the conversation and that conversation starts all about your listener instead of yourself, you listen more attentively. And I'll give you an example. Recently, every time I will start a training or I will participate in a training, the trainers will go and they will spend like 15, 20 minutes about themselves and the company. Yes, it is important why they're credible, but I don't want to hear this for 15, 20 minutes. It has to be what you're doing to help me get better, why you're doing it. I should be in the center of your presentation. This will help you because of that. It's me. What is it for me to even listen to you? That is every single time you go in front of people, you have to know who is your audience, why they they should care listening to you. And, and think of going, I love that the example, and, and, and think of going to see someone you hope might buy your product. 
and you step into the office to visit with them a little bit, I think the first thing you ought to do is ask them questions about their business, make it about them. What are they doing? Do they have any struggles that they're facing now? Because somewhere in that list of challenges they, they face is going to be that door you can step into and say, well, I have some thoughts if I could share them with you. Some of them may be nothing about your product, but the point is you've made it all about them. How can I help you? And eventually we'll come around to the product that I want to get them to look at as one of the ways they can help themselves. So we're making it all about them. So we ask lots of questions. We listen carefully. And Michael, you gave excellent example prior to we start recording this morning about Apple. Can you share this with the audience? What do they do when they advertise? Well, they're very smart because if you listen carefully, it's they're always using the word you. You can use this iPhone to stream your favorite television show. You can use this iPhone to do those computations you need right there at your desk. You can use this iPhone to be a second screen for your laptop. You can use this. It's all about what you can do with this product. So it's not about, here, I've got this wonderful product. Boy, you ought to want to buy it because I think it's great. No, no. As as the buyer, I don't want to hear you tell me it's great. I want to discover that for myself. But if you tell me that for me, it has some use, you make it about you, me, me, you. Now I'm confusing those things, but you make it about the person you want to sell it to about you, Anna, then then you're in the right path. And the other thing uh, Michael was mentioning, and I don't know if you follow it, but he was using very, very comfortable, casual language. And that's the Apple ads also. Yes. Yeah. We, we get rid of the jargon. Uh, we don't make up terms. Uh, I just saw something for, uh, it was a makeup of some kind for, for the skin. And they use the word oxygenated cream for makeup. Now, if there's never been a made-up word before, that's got to be one. Oxygenated cream. So we've stuffed oxygen into the molecules of the cream you're going to put on your face to to feel better in the morning. Oh, come on. They're trying to sell me something because they think I don't have it. But it's not about me. It's about them and their product. They haven't told me why that's important. So drop the jargon. Think about the terms you use. Find simpler terms. Don't make up claims because I don't listen to made up claims. I'll find out for myself if it works. So use that comfortable, casual language. In fact, kind of invite them to be your neighbor listening in. You're talking about something. It doesn't have to be this big formal effort. If you're using complicated language and terms, you will scare your potential customers. I can guarantee you, again, you will be confusing your customers. That's not what you want. That's why be simple, go to the point and casual language, like Michael said. What is our third way, Michael, of improving our ability to influence others? I think when you can show them a picture of what you're offering and how it can be used. Maybe a series sequence of pictures. Pictures are so strong. They're worth, as they, the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. Make sure you're using the value of a visual uh, that someone can look at, a picture, a diagram, uh, even a cartoon. Uh, those things all help someone understand and it's much quicker than using all these words. It really fits that, that previous one. Use simple language. You get going to with too many words and people get lost in the words. A picture, they can study it. And then you, if it's if it's not too complex, you can explain the picture. If you get it too complex, then even the picture becomes a barrier. So give them some simple pictures. 
Why are we caught up in that? Because that, that's what Apple does again. Apple gives you a picture of what this iPhone looks like and how easy it is to use the various little features and buttons to get to the things you want. That all needs to be simple for the customer if you really want to be successful. By the way, we, we originally had the word on this podcast of persuasiveness. I want you to be more persuasive. Can anybody tell me what that really means and how to do it? That's pretty tough. But telling you to improve your ability to influence someone, well, you can work at that with these three ideas. Yes, we try to simplify it for our listeners also, because we don't want to scare business owners who really do not understand some of these terms, but we want you to be impactful. And that's why we're sharing with you these three ways to improve your ability to influence others. Number one, just make sure that your presentation should be around not you, but your listener, the person you are presenting that to. Number two, use comfortable, casual language. And number three, make sure that you use some kind of visuals in your presentation. Extremely, extremely important. And if you follow these three ways, we guarantee you that you'll be more impactful next time. And I'll throw in, it's not a fourth, it goes to all three of these. Get in the habit of listening, observing, and asking, and then presenting. That'll help all three of these. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.